today. A Democrat governor is sued for allowing children to hide their gender transition surgeries from their parents. A Georgia state senator moves to impeach the radical DA behind indicting Trump. And Netflix releases a children's cartoon that was apparently too gay for Disney. We've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, and today Washington Democrat Governor Jay Inslee is being sued by nonprofit legal group America First Legal over Senate Bill 5599, which allows the state to hide child gender transition surgeries from parents. Now, under this radical new law, shelters, or what they call host homes, are not required to notify parents if a runaway child of a runaway child if the child claims to be fleeing parents who do not approve of either a gender transition transition surgery or an abortion. And in true dystopian communist fashion, rather than informing parents that their children have been safely found, the host home is required to notify, yes, the state, in this case, the Washington Department of Children, Youth, and Families. When signing the bill, Inslee said the law is a compassionate, developmentally appropriate, and reasoned approach to support these youth as they access gender-affirming treatment and reproductive health care services. He also had this to say. We believe it is better to have a young person in a shelter with some adult supervision than having them out living uh, on the streets. See, the Democrats want children to think those are the only two options. There's only, this is a binary choice. We'd rather them be in the shelters than on the streets. We'd rather you have an alive son rather than a dead daughter. It's a binary choice. You must pick one. Pick one. I'm sorry, did I say you must pick one? I didn't mean you. You don't have a say. That's by design, of course. The state owns your kids, or at least that's their end game, because that's what communists do. Diminish you, diminish your influence over your children, diminish your child's perception of the family unit so that they run to big daddy government rather than listening to their parents. And if that leads to more depression and suicide and more devastating effects for these children, hey, that's all right with them because the ends justifies the means. Here to discuss this and more, we have Jakub Buyens, Blaze TV contributor and host of The Bottom Line. Also, Blaze TV contributor John Doyle, host of Heck Off Commie. Um, you know, it's getting a little communisty in here, a little bit too communisty for my taste. Yeah, this, I mean, if I, if I may, just real quick, this plays to an underlying thing going on. So what we call runaways now in the anti-trafficking world, re we rescued, by God's grace, two 13-year-olds that were running away from abusive parents, in this case, but then the state was so ready to grab them, and then did, one of them, and placed the child with a predator foster parent. Mm -hmm. So, and they would do that in a heartbeat. They couldn't care less. They want children to be sexualized. There's no question. They'll write laws around the law. And, and when they do a law like this, Sarah, what actually happens is they're nullifying any anti-trafficking law in that state, any law that protects the child, because now it's case law against case law. You get some scumbag lawyer that'll pick it up and will defend those that are abusing children. So it's creating a playground for them to decimate it's the only word I can come up with, America's youth. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. The way they describe it too, I think the vocab word they have for it is uh, queer refugees or like LGBT refugees, child Stop. refugees. Refugees? Seriously. Yes, because yeah. they are seeking refuge from right. uh, abusive, when you should hear that as normal right. parents right. who right. don't want to affirm the identity, which they never arrived at by themselves. You know, it'd be one thing if all of a sudden like this were just happening, but it's because all the trends in society on social media, TikTok, are occurring and kids are so starved of a sense of purpose and identity that they start to gravitate towards these victim narratives. Uh, um, and it makes them feel unique or something. But unfortunately, you know, these trends can't be reversed. Like you might go through like a goth phase or a whatever phase when you're young, but this stuff can't be reversed. And they know that. I mean, the people in power understand that it's a form of anti-natalism, but it's also a form of breeding new voters. I mean, right. the people who are most likely to be Democrats are people who are like miserable and alone and isolated. So uh, it's very effective for them. Well, a victim, right, is going to be dependent on somebody, dependent on the government. And John, look at the direct correlation. Joe Biden displaces minors in Central America by lying to them and makes them leave home, right, to come to big daddy government in the U.S. So they create a narrative where a child wants to run away from home. With cause or not cause, you're a victim. We're telling you you're a victim. Your parents are oppressing you. You want to be a furry and your mom says, no, you're a boy. So run away from home and run to who? Run to us. Mm -hmm. Come to us mm -hmm. and we'll have some law that protects you from your parent, where we can chop your breasts off, right? Cut body parts off and by law, not tell your parent. Nobody knows why you ran. We made you run in the first place. And so it's, 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 it's like textbook. Right. right. It's what Joe's doing with Central America. Come over here and, and then let's make you dependent on the teat. Right. 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 And we'll feed you. Well, and I mean, I, I think, too, they're uh, reliant on uh, the child's inability to understand that perhaps, you know, as children, they don't know what's best for themselves. We had a we had a story the other day about a This was like a chief psychologist at a California gender clinic hospital that said that children could become like gender minotaurs and gender Prius and came up with all of these cute little terms and said, well, I mean, I really think that the, the child knows better than we do. We really need to listen to the child. And it's like, no, that's literally what their parents are for. Why is it that their parents are supposed to be responsible for them until they're 18, that they can't, you know, they can't smoke, they can't drink, they can't do all of these things without their parents' consent? And yet, whenever it comes to something radical like this, you guys want to eliminate the parental consent, um, even though the parent is still legally responsible for them. It's bizarre, but you've also got this other uh, facet where... Not only are they trying to eliminate the parental say, they're also trying to get the taxpayers to subsidize all of this. Yes. So American Medical Association has now suggested that taxpayers should subsidize uterus transplants for transgender women to help get them pregnant. $300,000 uterus transplants to help get them pregnant. Uh, you couldn't make it up if you tried. No, good luck. Good luck with that. I mean, let the volunteer list show up. Show up and volunteer. I want to see your hips as a man split apart. <laughs> Bust out of the skin when your hips won't give if you could ever push a baby out. Or just good luck getting pregnant. It's insanity. I mean, I, I can't even... Look, it, praise God I'm not somebody that cusses because it would flow out of me like a river at the moment, Sarah. I, I can't. We have lost our minds for what? For what? The end goal is what? The end goal is communism. Right.
Right. Government controls every step of your life. Right, right. And then they'll tell you when you can and cannot get pregnant. Mm -hmm. How many kids? Now it's Dr. Mengele under Hitler. Mm -hmm. Sorry, this baby lives, this one dies. Mm -hmm. Let's mm -hmm. test this one real quick. Does he stay or not? Oh, too many brown-haired kids. And it's, it's, I'll say it, it's, it's eugenics. It is. Well, and also, I mean, you know, you've got like... Um, uh, if, if, the, if they can't cram it down your throat, John, it, within your own children, right? You actually have a say in your own children. You actually build children that are healthy enough and mentally aware enough that they don't fall for the communist garbage that they're trying to force down your child's throat. You're at least going to help pay for it with for everyone else in your taxes with all of these subsidized procedures. It's such a ridiculous return on investment, too. Like, even ignoring, like, the <laughs> abomination of it, in a very, like, fiscally conservative sense, like, how do the American people benefit benefit from like somebody trying to transplant a uterus into themselves. And you know what it really is too? They do that because they just want to experience an abortion. Like you read this online in these like mm -hmm. trans forums on like Reddit. They're like, I really hope that they can figure out how to like transplant a uterus because I really want to experience like an abortion as a woman. So like it's all just this dark demonic path towards just total like moral just depravity. Um, and I feel badly for conservatives because we're getting so like flanked by this because we don't really have like an intellectual core because what we believe is just so normal. You don't really need to like explain it, but then they invent all of this nonsense. And so now your daughter is coming. Well, you know, in school I learned that you can be a gender minotaur and you know, we saw these diagrams and you're just like, wait a minute, no, that, that's not true. And then the child confuses your instinctive correct response with being incorrect simply because you don't have a diagram and you don't have all this information that like the enlightened teacher had at school. Therefore the teacher must be correct um, because we never had to explain ourselves. I mean, from the dawn of like leftism, these revolutionary ideas, they by necessity had to create an intellectual tradition, the science, the expert class, because otherwise nobody would ever believe anything that they're saying because it's so in contrast to reality. But over time, if they can say, well, this study says this, this academic says this, and people just start to believe all these things. And now we have your tax dollars going to uterus but, transplants. But, John, we have the word of God. Yes. So but, true. John, we have the Word of God, <laughs> and the Word of God stands true. And unfortunately, Americans don't read the Word of God. And when you go with a knife into a gunfight, you get your backside handed to you. So when you go into this conversation with your 16-year-old about some ridiculous uteral transplant, and you don't even understand yourself how to defend the faith you say you have, you're going to get your nose bloodied. Yeah, um, I want to I want to cover one more uh, one more story here on this topic. This is, this is kind of a lot to unpack on this one. So the World Chess Federation has banned trans women from all female contests, citing that they <laughs> have an unfair advantage, which is really fascinating. That's interesting because this isn't a physical contact sport. It isn't like, well, they're stronger than uh, all the women. It's just like, I guess the idea is that they're smarter, which I, is it, I don't know what else to make of it because let me tell you this. So if a player changes their gender from male to female, they're not allowed to participate uh, in the events for women and women's titles held by players who change their gender to male will be abolished. Mm -hmm. If a player changes their gender from male to female, their previous titles remain eligible. Work that one out. Right, but probably they probably, and a lot of women should take precedent, real women should take precedent with this because this is a mental thing, but it's probably because there has historically been more grandmasters <laughs> in chess that were men than women. 
Maybe I don't know. This well, they started the one. women's. They started the women's comp- competition yeah. because they wanted to encourage more women to you get play. involved in chess. But if it counts for chess, maybe it should count for swimming <laughs> and wrestling and saying. soccer and football. Maybe right. So good for the chess guys. <laughs> I'd be willing to take that hit on just saying like, sure, that's yeah. fine. If we can change also all of the physical sports, the basketball. Uh, you know, the soccer, the track, all of those things. Um, yeah, I, I'm willing. You could call us dumber than men. That's fine. I mean, John's gonna be really I won't go there now. Hold on. John's my <laughs> wife will ha- eat my lunch. No, 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 no. We marry no, I up. Totally, with- I totally agree. You know, all of the intelligence research showing there's on average a six-point IQ difference between men and See, women. I, knew I don't, ag- I don't agree with any of right, that because right. it's offensive and it's un-American. Uh-huh. And if they want to play chess and be trans, you know. No, what? John. Oh, not that part. If they want to do everything up until that, then God bless America. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> But you can be trans one way and it counts, but right. not the other way. That's what that's, I'm saying. That's it's, the weird. Yeah, like, at least be trans both ways, you know? <laughs> Keep it consistent. That's, I agree. I, I'm going to argue there is no trans. It's just bisexual. Bunch of cross-dressing sick pedophiles that show up on the weekend cross-dressing and just want to, you know, play with kids. I'm going to argue that there is no trans. It's just mental illness. Yeah. Which, if you're watching on YouTube, that definitely just got muted. So. Sorry. Um, I, Sorry, not sorry. You can subscribe to Blaze TV if you'd like. Um, all right, we got to go to a quick break. We'll be back with more, but we want to thank our sponsor, Bank on Yourself. So uh, Wall Street will tell you to put your money in, you know, they say put your money in an IRA, put your money in a 401k because they feel like, I don't know, risking your life savings in the Wall Street casino is a secure investment for your future. However, studies show the average American who follows that advice will outlive their savings by 10 years. Might not be the best strategy for you. Might I suggest that you check out Bank on Yourself It's a better way to grow and protect your hard-earned money. It actually has never had a losing year in over 160 years. I would call that a good track record. It's got guaranteed predictable growth and retirement income, and it's not going to go backward when the markets tumble. Your principal and growth are locked in, and you know what your tax rate will be in retirement, which is zero under current tax law. It's going to protect you from the coming tax tsunami. You're going to get access to your money for any purpose. They're not going to ask you any questions or, like, you know how the current tax situation is. They're like, If you're too old, you get penalized. If you're too young, you get penalized. Like they want to penalize you every single time you want to take out your own money. That doesn't happen with bank on yourself. So if you want guaranteed predictable annual growth, control of your money and tax-free retirement income, you need to go to bankonyourself.com slash matters. All they're going to do is send you a free report with the proven retirement plan alternative that banks and Wall Street are hoping that you never hear about. But you did on this program. So go there, check it out. Bankonyourself.com slash matters for your free report. Bankonyourself.com slash matters. Georgia State Senator Colton Moore has taken initial steps today towards impeaching Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis for her actions against former President Donald Trump. He wrote a letter to Governor Brian Kemp announcing an initiative to begin an emergency session to conduct an investigation into the actions undertaken by Willis. Of course, she is the one who... uh, had that grand jury indict Trump on 13 counts, questionable counts, I might add, uh, perhaps an abuse of power, I might add. But um, I want to welcome uh, Representative, I'm sorry, State Senator uh, Colton Moore to the program. Uh, welcome to the program. I want to. Um, Thanks for having me. Yeah, I want to ask you. So you do, you're calling for this investigation and an emergency legislative session. Is that how it's going to work? 
Right. So as a state senator, I have a job to do, and uh, that's to take advantage of my position in the legislature. Well, we know in the presidential system of American government, the legislature has some amazing powers, some amazing checks and balances, the first of which is the power of the purse. Mm -hmm. Uh, My first objective is to defund this district attorney. We have a district attorney who is using my taxpayer dollars, my constituents, Georgians across the state to take on political persecution and to the tune of the death penalty. So, I mean, I'm not going to sit around while the former president could potentially be executed in the state of Georgia. Yeah. How how hard of a road do you think that this will be? And, and, and by the way, I commend your actions. I think it's necessary and I think we need more legislators who are willing to stand up and say this is enough. I certainly wish that the federal government, uh, Congress, would follow in your footsteps and finally, you know, having some balls and saying we're going to threaten to defund you. We're actually going to use the powers and the mechanisms that we have to to do something about this abuse of power. How hard a road do you think that you will have to uh, to to get some traction on this in Georgia? Well, unfortunately, Republicans are asleep at the wheel, and it's going to be pretty difficult if folks don't take advantage of their phones and start calling their senators and their representatives Mm -hmm. and take action themselves. You know, I talk to my fellow colleagues and everyone wants to kind of sit around and make a Facebook post or this or that. Well, that's not getting the job done. We have a job to do. We have a legislative authority to oversight judicial officers, executive officers. Now's the time to launch an investigation into her. And if the corruption shows to be true, it's time to impeach her. Mm -hmm. But first and foremost, we have to defund her. Yeah. Um, So what are your thoughts on the governor's comments, his recent comments that there was no voter fraud uh, that took place in Georgia in 2020? I couldn't be dis- more disappointed. I mean, he, he puts out the uh, the Facebook post, refers everything back to 2020. I mean, let us not forget, it took 19 days to certify this election. And those 18 plus Donald Trump that were indicted, they were just doing what every good American should do, use their First Amendment right and question things they don't believe in. So now we're going to call those false statements and draw up charges and make this thing called RICO appear and potentially lethally inject like political prisoners. This this is something you would see in Putin's Russia. This is Gestapo tactics. Yeah. Um, So we covered on the program the other day the weird coincidence. We'll just call it a coincidence that this in identical indictment happened to appear on the Fulton uh, County Courthouse website identical to what actually was presented, but strangely enough, hours before the grand jury even voted on the indictment. What are your thoughts on that strange coincidence? Well, it's to me, obviously, it's a strange coincidence, but it's no surprise. I mean, the president of the Georgia Senate, Lieutenant Governor Burt Jones, you know, he was going to be tied up in this himself, but he was able to prove to the judge that this district attorney had donated campaign funds to his opponent. You know, so that got him uh, removed. But then the prosecutorial counsel wants to uh, submit another uh, prosecutor, a special counsel against him. I mean, this is absolutely nonsense. I mean, I'm 29 years old and I'm not going to live the rest of my life under this type of regime. Yeah. Um, So D.A. Willis is attempting to start the trial in March of next year. Again, another coincidence, I think, Senator, um, that, you know, perhaps there's kind of an important uh, day there coming up Super Tuesday. Um, what are your thoughts on that? And, and does your legislature have the ability to 
make sure that the timing of that isn't so, we'll say again, coincidental? Yeah, that's why we have to take action now. And think about this. The ACLU reports that about half of the inmates at the Fulton County Jail have yet to be charged with a crime. Mm. We've got young thug, young slime. They've been in the court now for a year and they've yet to pick a jury. You know, this it's an absolute train wreck what's going on in Fulton County. And then this district attorney says she's going to have these folks in the courtroom in six months. Like, this is completely politically motivated. It's political persecution. And why my fellow Republicans are sitting around in the shade, I'll never understand. Yeah. Um, so tell everyone where 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 can they go to to find all of their, uh, you know, their state senator, their representatives information in Georgia. And also, where can people across the country go if they maybe want to make their voice heard as well, um, considering this does have national ramifications, what happens in Georgia? Absolutely. If, if you're anywhere outside of the state of Georgia, you can go to my website, coltonmore.com. That's C-O-L-T-O-N-M-O-O-R-E.com. And uh, you can start assign the official petition there. If you're a Georgia resident, pick up your cell phone and call your state senator, call your state representative and tell them to take action. That's you taking action, too. Uh, because if we just sit around on Facebook and Twitter, the algorithms are going to bury our voices deep. It's time to take action. Yeah. Well, Senator, uh, we appreciate you and uh, not just being on the program, but appreciate what you're doing, that you're standing up. I know that there are so many Republicans out there, not just in the state of Georgia, but just across the country that just are just such rhinos dragging their feet, not wanting to do anything, not wanting to be the one that comes out and says what needs to be said because they're scared of being called, you might be called racist or homophobe or a transphobe or any of the phobes. And um, we always appreciate someone who stands up for truth and justice and uh, the true American way. So we appreciate you. Will you keep us updated? Absolutely, Sarah. Thank you so much. Thank you. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. So, your thoughts, guys, on what's going on in Georgia and, and what he's doing. Yeah, you know, if, if, if I was to ask him a question, I would have asked him what he answered is, what is the political will inside the Senate uh, in Georgia? Mm -hmm. And I think he answered, there right. is no political will. And then, and then also, people need to understand, whatever you do in a Senate on a state level, you need the backing of the House and vice versa, the House mm -hmm. and the Senate. And so... I, I commend him. He's got a fight. I would also have asked him if he's been in contact with the Trump campaign, you know, whether there's but but if he's not going to get the political support in the Senate, then I don't know that this moves anywhere. Unfortunately, yeah. you got to push. Yeah, because he has so he can do it one of two ways. Um, the governor can call an emergency session, which which I can't. Is, I don't, I don't think see Kemp it happen. He's going to do that. He's got to be forced to do it. Right. Exactly. Or. The representatives will have to be forced to do it, and an emergency session can be called if three-fifths of both the legislative chambers sign onto a letter to demand a review of uh, Willis's actions. Yeah, I, uh, I say this in the most amicable way, the most polite way, but um, these people are going to be held accountable at some point sooner or later for having failed the people they're supposed to be representing because we haven't seen a, p a person like Donald Trump on the right in 40 years, maybe, mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the Nixon landslides, the Reagan landslides, those were basically like Americans giving permission to a president to undo all of the social decay of the 60s and all these other changes and things like that. And it was never done. And we're not going to have another Donald Trump-like figure, someone who can really energize the right. And by the time that maybe comes around in the 
10, 20 years from now, probably not even going to have a country left. So these people who are in these positions of power who are basically trying to contain us instead of represent us, there is no scenario where they just ride off into the sunset. Like if the ship is going down, they're going to go down too. Yeah. Um, all right, let's go ahead and take a quick break. We'll be back with more, but we want to thank our sponsor, Relief Factor. So here at Blaze TV, we've there have been a bunch of us who have worked with Relief Factor, taken Relief Factor. I know Glenn Beck was in a ton of pain that was affecting his everyday life years ago before he started Relief Factor. Um, I myself have experience with Relief Factor, having had been in a very bad car accident and having some uh, messed up discs in my back. And, you know, you just, if, if you're living in pain, you understand me when I say this. You just, like, everything is just kind of diminished in your life, right? Like, you just walk around, you're constantly in pain, you're constantly grumpy, you see things in a different light, perhaps you're more negative because you just always have that nagging pain, and it really can affect you. This is why, if that sounds like you and that sounds like your life, I'm telling you to go try Relief Factor. It's an all-natural anti-inflammatory, and it actually targets the root cause of your pain, which is the inflammation in your body. And when you can get that pain reduced or even perhaps completely eliminated, it will change your life. I promise. You can go to relieffactor.com. Try that three-week quick start pack that they have. It's $19.95, but 70% of the people who try it go on to keep ordering more. It's working for that many people. The odds are in your favor that it can get you out of pain, but you won't know unless you go to relieffactor.com. Try that three-week quick start over at relieffactor.com. Biden administration is considering plea agreements for the suspected architects of September 11th, 2001 uh, attacks and four other cohorts that would mean they would never face the death penalty. So the Associated Press apparently gained possession of a letter that was sent to several families of the victims of the attacks. And the, the letter provided notice that a plea deal could soon be negotiated. And in the letter, uh, they advised the families that the plea deal could eliminate the possibility of the death penalty um, with these pretrial agreements. They said, uh, no, no plea agreement has been finalized and may never be finalized. And it's possible that a pretrial agreement in this case would remove the possibility of any death penalty. Um, <clears throat> So it's really, I don't think that anyone could in good faith make the argument that Joe Biden cares at all about Americans or their safety at this point, because you have a Biden regime who is now talking about going easy on the people who were responsible for 9-11 um, and the deaths of so many Americans. You have the Biden regime who did nothing in Afghanistan, let that whole thing implode, uh, through, you know, through the military to the wolves and a lot of our allies in Afghanistan to the wolves didn't care about them. You have a regime who is keeping an open border and allowing all of these strangers, potentially terrorists, by the way, to just waltz right into our country with no oversight. I just, I mean... I don't I don't want to believe that we would have a leader in this country who genuinely is advocating for the uh, destabilizing of this country. But I, I'm, I'm really not left with another conclusion other than that. Yeah, I know it's hard when I it's a it's a hard term and a line to take when I say it's treasonous. Right. But here's here's as an immigrant who loves this country, I immigrated to this nation three weeks after the planes went into that building. Three weeks. 
I, I walked in the rubble. I walked their footprints. It was insane. I mean, and so everything you just listed off is the record of the man. And it's not distant history like 15 years ago. It's today. Mm -hmm. Today, as we speak, criminals are crossing the border. Today, as we speak, we're giving notice to appear for MS-13 members in 2030, right, with children in arms. So it is anti-American. At the same time, in the same week, as he's negotiating a potential plea deal for someone who wanted to destroy America, right, he can't say, pray for you. Right. Maui. In Hawaii, yeah. So, so it, it, we just, you're just reading the evidence, Sarah. I don't even, I think we're, go, we're going easy on the man. Um, and I'll say this, I just got to say, there's a whole lot of people responsible for 9-11 that's walking free. Mm -hmm. Let's just say that too. And so, so no, any, this whole thing, we don't negotiate with terrorists. There we go. We're going to negotiate with terrorists. We, I mean, it's just, this is as anti-American. We're unrecognizable mm -hmm. as a nation at the moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right with the negotiating with terrorists. It's like, we shouldn't do that, but if, I mean, of course we do that. Why would we not do that? You know, the terrorists did something that benefits the regime, and so of course they're going to negotiate back uh, and, you know, help them out a little bit because maybe we can't exact, well, no, not on YouTube. All I'll say is this. What happened on September 11th gave the people in charge what they wanted, which was war in the Middle East, justification for that, justification for the construction of a security apparatus that was capable of spying on and targeting American citizens. And all of that post 9-11, whether it's NATSEC infrastructure or legal infrastructure, has been used to persecute political dissidents, people who are against the Biden regime. So it doesn't surprise me at all that they would return that favor and, you know, scratch this guy's back. Yeah. Um, do you remember um, back when, I mean, it was before Trump was president, but, you know, even after he was had, you know, uh, taken office and they, the left used to constantly say like, oh, no, no one in the con no one in the uh, world is going to take us seriously anymore. We're going to be the laughing stock of the world. Uh, Trump's going to be so weak. No, no one is. Everyone's going to be laughing at us. And, you know, you look back at the job he did. And you look back at uh, the fact that uh, Russia wasn't invading Ukraine while Donald Trump was president. You look back at, you know, um, Donald Trump, the videos that you saw of Donald Trump, like pushing his way through all of the other world leaders to get to the front. And, you know, everyone liked, oh, I can't believe he did that. Well, I mean, you know what? Things were much, much more peaceful and we were much better off uh, with Donald Trump at the helm. So as much as they wanted to say like, oh, no, we're going to be the laughing stock. I didn't see it. I see it now. We're the laughing stock now. <laughs> I see it now. I tell you what, Putin respected him. <clears throat> Putin right? looked him in the eye when he shook his hand. OK, mm -hmm. uh, Kim Jong-un said, yeah, sure, you can come. Please, can I ride in your limo, mm -hmm. Mr. President? Can I ride in the beast? There was ultimate respect around the world because sometimes you got to push your way through the muck in the crowd to say, we're going to take territory back with the United States of America. And that's not a bullying tactic. That's saying the light has to stay on. Mm -hmm. The good guys have to be in the front of the line. Now we got a guy that's saying, I can't find the back door to my own house. Take it. Take the whole nation. <laughs> right. Yeah? right, right. We'll negotiate with terrorists. We'll let terrorists in. 
Hell, yeah. just walk right in across the border. We'll let you in. It's fine. We don't care about it. There's a certain type of person who ascends to like the, the leadership level of someone like Putin or Xi Jinping or Bashar al-Assad. It's like these very, very intelligent, charismatic sociopaths. Like Those are like the, the profiles. And they're not threatened by someone like Joe Biden because they know that he's not actually a political actor. I mean, he's a politician, but he doesn't really have this sort of Machiavellian instinct the way that these guys do. And Trump maybe isn't as sharp in that regard as I would love to believe, but it is true, like he is respected by them because they understand that Trump's gonna do what Trump wants yes. to do, and Trump wants to do right by the American people. He doesn't have to, you know, play this little role like Biden does or Obama did. He's just like doing what his instincts tell him is correct. And so that's why he has the best foreign policy record of any president in my lifetime, surely. Well, I think also, I mean, there is something to be said for, and perhaps maybe the media helped him with this inadvertently. I don't think they meant to, but I think that there is something to be said for a president who they're like, you might think they're a little crazy and you don't like, maybe they will do what they threaten to do. Right. Like that. I mean, that keeps other countries on their toes. Yeah. And that's why I never like the criticism from some of the people against Trump on our side when they say, well, I don't like that Trump hired John Bolton, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, if you look at Trump's record on foreign policy, you wouldn't know that he hired like the war, war hawk neocon John Bolton. Yeah. And I would have done the same thing because if I'm trying to command strength and let people know I'm ready to take it there, whether it's Russia, China, I'm going to hire the guy who like is Warm begging me like, please let me bomb the entire world. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the, yeah. The, the power, Sarah, is unpredictability. Exactly. That's he exactly is unpredictable. right. Unpredictable. Yes. And, and his record, believe it or not, way before he wanted to be president, when he says, I'm going to Vegas and I'm building a hotel. Mm -hmm. Darn it, he's building right. the hotel. Right. So his record shows if he says he's going to do yep. it, he's going to do it. Yep. And now you don't know. He says if, 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 if we cross a border, he's taking folks out, that makes you think mm -hmm. just, he's crazy enough to actually do what he said. He's mm -hmm. unpredictable. Right. right. You could script the next seven and a half years of Joe Biden. You could sit here as Sarah and write you know, a, a, a monologue on how Joe's going to react because he's so predictable. Mm -hmm. He's not a threat. He couldn't, he couldn't, you know. So Trump, that- he didn't even walk upstairs. Yeah, that unpredictability. And the fact that if he tells you we're going to strike, he'll do it. Right. You know what's interesting too, and this is so telling, the way that Trump fits in when he goes to like UFC events and yeah, he's Trump, you know, he's the president or former president or whatever. But there's something to be said about the fact that like some world-class fighter will beat a man nearly to death. And the first thing he does is jump the cage and he wants to shake Donald Trump's hand. <laughs> there's something to be said about that. Like Relatable. men who are capable of strength and imposing their will, knowing that and respecting each other. I mean, there's a reason that like, you know, yeah. Donald Trump can hang out so easily with like Mike Tyson and these other fighters. That's why Putin respect respected him. him. Yeah. 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 Yes, yeah, for a fact. Yeah. Um, all right. We've got to uh, we got to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk about this cartoon that was too gay for Disney. But you're going to find it uh, in your at your Netflix account at home. First, I want to thank our sponsor, Fume. So cold turkey may be great on sandwiches, but there is a better way to break your bad habits. It's called Fume. And they look at the problem in a different way. Fume is an innovative award nominated device. That's it's com OK. It's completely natural. It uses flavored air instead of vapor. And it has really, really delicious, all natural flavors instead of harmful, harmful chemicals. They've got like, you'll see up here, maple pepper, white cranberry. They have an orange one. They've got a mint one. So these are all essential oils. So they taste great. And instead of bad, fume is a, a better habit. It's a habit you're, that you're free to enjoy and it'll help make the process of replacing your bad habit a lot easier. Your fume comes with an adjustable airflow dial and movable parts so you can de-stress while using it. 
Stopping is something, you know, you probably, if, if you have the bad habit, you put it off because it's hard, but switching to fume is easy, enjoyable for people, and even I hear it's fun. Fume has served over 100,000 customers and has thousands of success stories. And there's no reason that can't be you if you do suffer from this bad habit. Join Fume in accelerating humanity's breakup from destructive habits by picking up the journey pack today. You can go to tryfume.com. Use code NEWS to save 10% off when you get the journey pack today. That's tryfum.com. Code NEWS to save an additional 10% off. All right, Netflix released a children's animated movie. This is called Nimona uh, that features an LGBT agenda that was so, wow, there it is right there, so blatant that even Disney, which obviously we all know Disney is not what you would call homophobic or transphobic. They are well embracing the LGBT radical ideology specifically for children, trying to shove it down children's throats. And even Disney was like... Yeah, we don't think that we want to do this anymore. So this prominently features LGBT characters and themes. The main characters include two former gay lovers who hold hands and kiss and Nimona, a shape-shifting magical being with implied gender-fluid characteristics. Um, so when you hear Slate, so Slate is now questioning if things have gone too far. This is like left-wing magazine slate they're saying that uh, nimona appears to assume that having a focus on diversity excusing excuses it from training its creative energies on any other area meaning it's it's literally just gay like there's no other there's no other quality about this about this it's just gay it says nimona is nothing remarkable as it takes gay and transcoded characters and slots them into a story we've seen a million times before about misunderstood monsters and fear of the other and uh, it has an underwhelming plot line the details of the main characters sexual orientations and gender identities seem almost beside the point so this is gay for the sake of being gay and gay for the sake of inflicting it upon your children, hoping that you as the parent, this just goes back to the, the, the first topic that we talked about, hoping that you as the parent don't actually pay attention to what your children are consuming and they can shape your child into this, you know, trans, gay, gender fluid being. Yeah, it's no longer media or entertainment. It's just straight programming. Yeah. That's just what it is. And the objective is programming. It's not even about storytelling. You know, it's and it's and it's uh, telling when when a Disney is saying, "Listen, we're taking some heat down here in Florida. We're losing money. We're firing people. We can't do this." And Netflix has this cyclical kind of lapse. Mm -hmm. Look, they're not good. Period on a on, on a baseline. But remember, it was cuties, and they kind of led the trend. Yeah. So they're willing to be first. Netflix is willing to be first because they were with cuties. They were first and that was before all the drag shows for kids and everything and there we went. And so now they're leading with something radical like this. So it makes me think Netflix internally almost pride and pun intended themselves on being first to push the envelope beyond Disney. So maybe it's time people take a closer look at Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really hope that this programming comes to an end. I hope this is just a fad and it goes away within the next few years, but I don't know if it will. I would like to think the pendulum will swing back and parents will be angry and they'll find out that it's no longer like in their best, uh, I guess, interest as a business to keep funding this kind of stuff, but I don't know, I'm pretty pessimistic. Well, I mean, I'll say this. Look, Netflix, I just, I just Googled this. Netflix Inc. stock underperforms when compared to competitors. You've got Target that is... Mm -hmm 
not doing great since the backlash from their Pride Month collection for children. Uh, you've got Anheuser-Busch, who is still hurting from all of the Bud Light fallout. So I think that people perhaps are learning yeah. that they do have the power here. They do have the, you know, the power of, of the, the pocketbook. If they choose to use it, I think the question will be, when it comes to things like Target, when it comes to things like Netflix, is how, how much are you willing to sacrifice? How much of your convenience are That's you willing it. to sacrifice? That's it. Yeah. The American addiction mm -hmm. is an addiction of convenience. Mm -hmm. And if you can get people to just trade convenience, Right. Just convenience. Right. This is why I say, take an ice bath in the morning. Just get, I'm serious. Maybe you should try it, Sarah. Just do a cold plunge. Just get what your, do I do? No, just say, all of us. <laughs> I do. I do it. I have my eight-year-old to cold plunges with me for, for a solid week, right? It's just starting to say, we don't always have to live in convenience. Mm -hmm. Get a little inconvenience. It's just build a habit of saying, there's times when I can say no at my own inconvenience. And if we can do that, the Anheuser-Busch Bud Light scenario will take place and Netflix right. will tank. He's right. That's why the, the AC in my GMC was out and I haven't fixed it yet because I was like, you know what? Training yourself. A real man doesn't need this artificial cooling in the Texan heat. And so I've been driving around just like dying. For a minute. Like <laughs> training myself to be more disciplined so maybe I'll make some content and I can successfully push back against the trans agenda. Oh, it works. It works. I'm not even joking, by it the way. It toughens you I up. I believe you. That's I'm going to encourage Stephen to get that. you a cold plunge tub, Sarah. I don't, I'm not going to encourage him. You're going to gonna live longer. You're going to live better. Okay, I do have some questions. You don't have to go to 39 degrees. Go to 60. That sounds horrible. It doesn't feel good, but it's three minutes. <laughs> it actually, That's what I was going to ask is how long is it? Good for you. Three it's minutes. Three minutes? 39 degrees, three minutes. I bet it feels like a or lifetime. Or 60. 60 minutes? You, no, 60 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> 60. It'll be a popsicle. <laughs> Listen. Like you, do you want me to freeze myself so no, I can like, come alive? No, my eight-year-old at 60 degrees every day, twice a day for 12 minutes. Twice a day? Yeah, morning and night. She was a champ, too. Invigorated. Life comes back in your bones. You I, like I, I can hear that run really, through walls. I do hear that it's really good for you. Yeah. I'm just a baby. You, I mean, you guys are big. You guys are big, strong, masculine men. I understand why you do it. I'm just, I, I'm just a. I don't have access to one. I don't know where you know female. you get a cold plunge. I've seen some DIY. I like the sauna though. I spend a lot of time in the sauna. The, the opposite, John. Sweat everything out. <laughs> opposite, John. Freeze everything in. All the like opposite. plastics and hormones. Yeah, yeah. The freeze it in. Listen. Okay. Take cold showers. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll take I'll take a cold plunge. He wants you to take it. Oh my I'll gosh. take a cold plunge. I'm not going to take a cold a shower. A cold shower would be easier. Here's the thing. You know, I agree with the premise of that, but I see this all the time on social media. Like, these just really, like, stupid guys, and they're just like, all I have to do is take a cold shower, and no. I'm going to be Warren Buffett. And it's like, you are just... No, Warren, no John, honestly, honestly, <laughs> pick something. It doesn't have to be a cold plunge, but I really encourage you. Pick something that where you sacrifice convenience. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it literally is training yourself to just go, okay, I'm not going to die and my life's not going to fall apart. Listen, I did that. Uh -huh. I stopped shopping at Target. Good that for you. My, that was my That's good like for you. sacrifice. It's hard. No, but, Sarah, but I did it. Convenient yes, is just exactly, Netflix, exactly. right? Yes, yes. Cancel yes, your exactly, Netflix. That was, that's the Last impetus behind my lack of air conditioning. I'm like microdosing the wrath of God, and I'm like, wow, if this is hot, <laughs> I, better, I better stay on the stay right track. Stay away from hell, baby. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be right back. Oh, I love it. we
so you would think by now that um, Joe Biden's handlers would tell him, like, hey, stop being creepy, stop talking about ice cream, and also stop, like, talking to other people's children about, like, I don't know, coming with him later. Come, come with me, little girl. I'll show you the White House. But no, no. Well, maybe they told him and he just, I don't know, forgot. Because here was Joe Biden earlier today. Watch. I want to say one thing to your children. I know some really great ice cream places around here. Nice. And daddy owes you. So talk to me afterwards. Can you guys believe the amount of people who are laughing? Um... Uh, who, you know that song, I'm a creep, I'm a weirdo? Yeah. Theme song. It's that man's so, theme song. It's, that is Pedo Peter in action. I think he was talking about the, like, the dads of the children. No, he said, Daddy owes you. Yeah, meaning like, you know, I know ice cream places, talk to me, your dad owes you. I don't think he was referring Even to that's wrong. You're I not know telling you're right. my child right. enemy. Get Why are you a Joe, Joe Biden apologist? No, I'm not child, he, he's ending the program I'll, with, with I have John Doyle. On my phone. He Joe is an ice path, John Doyle. Joe Biden apologist, John Doyle. John Doyle. Uh, don't push me. I'm going to make America <laughs> great again. <laughs> Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.